get your money right, huh? All the time, man, you know, all that is cool for the image and all that, but all them is liabilities, you feel me? I'd rather invest in some real estate, you know what I'm saying? Something oh, wait, wait, can you repeat that again, man? You're up-and-coming artist. What did you say you want to do? I said invest in some assets as opposed to trick off my money on some liabilities like diamonds, you know what I'm saying, cars that lose value, so you drive them off the lot. So you're trying to, you're trying to get land. Exactly, huh? A real asset, take care of my peoples, because, you know, that's, that's it, it look good, but at the end of the day, you losing value, homie. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't appreciating, it's depreciating, it's losing value. What do you think, uh, why do you think it's so hard for people to get that message? You know, I mean, one and a half, you get guys that say they got to impress the females, female ain't trying to talk to you unless you bling down. On the other hand, you got other people feel like they got to show off to the homies and impress them with their riches. I mean, what, what do you think is the, how do we get that out of that mindset? I mean, I feel like that's insecurity. Material things ain't nothing, you feel me? At the end of the day, it's who you is. To start this by saying Nipsey Hustle Face. <laughs> uh, um YG face. I throw one back at you. You could you could have threw Nipsey Hustle Face back at me. It's it's all right. We 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 could have been both Nipsey Hustle Face. Um I don't want it to dictate the move, but I'm sure enough going to get into this bag right quick, um, just because. Hey! We celebrating life. We ain't here to be sad. We ain't here to be sad. We celebrating life. Rest in peace, King. You see where I'm at? Okay. You see where I'm at? Hey. I got. I got. I got one on my rat, nigga. Let's talk about that check. I, I got one more for for the for the for the real. One more for the real, and, then I, and we we can go, but. If you've been on that Nipsey from the Crenshaw project, you know what this fly Crippin was doing when it came out. into this I, again i don't i don't want it to be sad we we are um celebrating this life we're not here to make anybody else sad because i'm sure you've had your moments as i have had mine but we're going to get into all that um where were you i was going to ask you the same thing where were you and what were you doing i was at dl hewley's comedy show and I got a text message that said Nip was shot. And I was like, dang. 
DL was actually getting off the stage when I got that text message. He came back on the stage and said, we just got word that Nipsey Hussle has died. And I was like, nah, I just saw a text that said he was shot. Like, And the change from going from laughing at a comedy show to like... I can imagine what that was like. Damn. Tiffany was like, what is wrong? I'm like, nah, this joint joint hurt a little bit. She was like, who is it? And I was like, it's Lauren London's husband. And she goes, oh, okay. And then when she saw the picture, it connected. But I was like, I, I was legit stuck. Yeah, it's funny. Not funny, but it was interesting to see um or most of the well, most of the women posts that I saw paying tribute to Nipsey involved Lauren London. It was like they, like most women, only knew him because for his connection to Lauren London. Yeah, but when I posted it, it was just like we were sitting in the living room and I saw it on Hip Hop Junkie. He posted that TMZ was reporting that Nipsey got shot. So I'm thinking maybe just like you know he got caught up in like a drive by something. He is out there in, in Compton. I'm um, thinking nothing from. of it. Like, all right, he'll pull through and we'll go get some fire music in the summertime. And then we're sitting here watching Housewives and email was like, wait, what's happening? And I was like, what? And he was like, something about Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle being dead. I'm like, nah, he just got shot. He's like, nah, they're saying that he that he passed away. And when he said it, I I literally wanted to cry. And I have never felt so emotional about the passing of someone who I've never known, never met, never I've never even seen Nipsey Hussle in person, not even from a distance. But I held back the tears because I knew I knew he wouldn't understand. And we had another guest here and I knew she wouldn't understand. And I didn't want to look crazy in that moment, like, yo, why is she crying? She don't even know yeah. this nigga. But I immediately thought about the impact and all of the plans that he had for the people in his community and without him being here, who was going to take up that mantle? And I thought about all the, 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 the black boys and the young black girls and the STEM programs that he was implementing out there in Compton and the repatriation of the land, warding off gentrification in Los Angeles, buying up the, the mini mall the many place where, you know, he said he used to hang out as a kid and uh, the owner of the burger joint was like, he wouldn't let, you know, black kids hang around there because they caused too much ruckus. And now he's like, I own that joint and he paying me rent. So I'm thinking about all the things that he was doing, all the, all the plans that he had. I would always watch his interviews. Um, and it was just like, wow, wow like, like wow, it was it was like one of those moments where I was stunned, I was I was hurt. I just I didn't understand and I'm like, nah, like thank you, Nip. Like not Nip, like he was dead, like he was dead. he was in there. A lot of you can't say that about a lot of rappers of his caliber that are in the trenches. Like they'll they'll get their money. And they'll the go joint that um not bug me out. And again, um, we're 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 respecting the life. We're, we're we're not we're not sad. Although he's gone, and we're gonna be greatly missing him. Um, I set it up here before. 
I said up here before that um, I wasn't a fan before. That's the same. I was going to get into that as well. I actually laughed when I first saw that he was selling his mixtape for $100. I laughed because I'm like, yeah, this nigga's wildin'. Um, it took someone posting the playlist after he sold his album for $1,000 that I was like, all right, somebody must be listening to him. He must have some sort of following for him to be able to charge for a mixtape and then $1,000 for his actual CD. Um, reason why I keep saying this is a celebration because of all the things you highlighted, um, so briefly is that he was too involved in a whole lot of stuff to be down and be like, oh, dang, just another nigga shot. Nah, he was, he was too involved in community affairs. I just saw something on Twitter that a congresswoman is taking the work that he was doing in California before Congress so that it's in history forever. And I'm like, that's major. I'm like, it's it's stuff like that. What um isn't shocking, but the fact that he's had this effect on all of these people that haven't met him. I haven't I've never met Nipsey before in my life. Um, I just recently became a fan. But for him to have across the board respect from everybody, um, tells you a lot about his character, how he was as a human, um, and just the way he was moving. Like we 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 know a whole bunch of gangbangers in rap. We know a whole bunch of gangbangers that just post for social media. But the the clip intro clip that we open with with him as a very young age talking about investments and giving back and um, owning land at a young age. This is what he was talking about. You can tell that um, the music was just a platform for him to get to other areas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What I think is so dope about the story that you said um, he owns the, he owned the strip mall was that uh, one of his I think it was his uh, his coworker or somebody who was affiliated with him said it took 16 years and building by building before he owned the whole mall 16 years and he ended up having that whole mall yeah and that's crazy crazy dedication. To me. Yeah. Hard work and dedication. Yeah. He was definitely he was definitely rapping about, you know, all the things that he wanted to do and all the things that he was doing. It wasn't just, you know, lyrics. It was really, you know, it was really his life. It was deeper than rap. Because that was really his life. And I knew I knew that it had I knew that it was deeper than rap because when Mel came home, he was like, um, did they find him? Like, what's the word on, this, on on Nipsey Hussle's like murder? Like, and I'm like, in my head, like, why are you why are you so concerned? Because he doesn't know he wouldn't know Nipsey from you know a, a can of paint. But to, on his timeline, it was people he don't follow you know hip hop artists and but the people on his timeline were paying tribute to Nipsey. Yeah. So he had to, you know, so he had to see it outside of the the rap community, the hip hop community. He was seeing it all day on his timeline, and I knew at that moment that I wasn't, you know, crazy or over emotional for wanting to shed tears when I found out that he had been murdered. But I knew that, you know, he had impacted a lot of people. A lot of, you know, a lot of fans were really, you know, devastated by this. 
I could I I can only compare it to like the OGs when you know Pac and Big had passed because we were only like ten. Where you know? were you for that? I don't even rem- I can't even tell you. I was probably we were probably in school, and you know saw it on the news. My mom watched the, the five o'clock news every day like religiously, and you know I probably saw it on the news. Like I don't remember the only thing I really remember about Biggie's whole murder scene and everything was the truck, the pictures of the truck, mm-hmm. and the um, the motorcade in Bed Stuy. I remember that vividly, and I remember the interview that Diddy did on BET. I don't remember what show it was, but I remember that interview where he was like talking slow and choking up, and um, you know kind of recalling the events that happened that night. Those are really the only things I remember. Oh, and the, the picture of Little Kim coming out of the, the service. Like, yeah. crying. I remember seeing that in the newspaper. But other um, than that, I really can't tell you much about, you know. The, the reason why I started with where were you and all that other stuff is because I have two vivid pictures that are going to be etched in my brain um, until... I touched the sky. I'll, I'll say it like that. And one of them is going to be Nipsey because of where I was and the area and just the setting. And the second immediately that I thought of was Biggie. Um, and people probably like, nigga, you, you mad young. You don't remember Biggie. I remember vividly being in Sunday morning service. I was I used to do hospitality just so I could sit in the back and not have to sit in front. <laughs> I was outside greeting people. Paris came up the steps and she goes, Corey, they killed them. And I'm like, killed who? And she was like, Biggie. And she was crying. I'm like, nah, no way in the world. And then she started um she started crying. She was like, Yeah, I, I, I might have to um leave. I'm like, no. Nah, no way in the world. And then when I saw the, the same clips and stuff that you're talking about, I'm like, fam, this is crazy. And I had um my 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 homeboy uh Brian who faithfully listens to the show. He hit when because he's the one that texted me that Nip got shot. And when I told him I needed a minute, he was like, Yo, what's wrong with y'all niggas? You, this other nigga, and somebody else I work with. Acting like y'all knew the nigga personally. I'm like, nah, I didn't know him personally, but this this hits home. I don't know why. But I don't know like, why either, but I was so affected for like three days. For like three days, my energy, my spirit, everything was like completely off. I don't know what it was. It was just, it was really bothering me. Never met the dude. Never even saw him. I see him. A, a lot of people, like a lot of the people on Twitter and Facebook, never even met a, Never even met him. Not not a first, not an encounter, not never met the dude, but it had that effect. And when I'm gonna say the younger people were saying that they never they weren't alive for the Biggie and Pac thing, but they could imagine that this is how um something they could imagine how this feels similar. You don't know the half. Yeah, you don't know the half. And were you uh? Big on any of the conspiracies when uh, before the stuff came out, or were you just like, "It's just too much. Uh, let me not pay attention to it." 
Yeah, that, it was it was too much. Like, it was too much. The the first, my thought process behind it was, it's messed up either way. If it's the government, or if it's the streets, like because you can't be a successful black man, and you know try to better you know better your people and and uh, tackle gang violence, and you can't do all these great things for your community without the government taking notice and like, oh, we need to eliminate him. And then it's on the flip side, it's like, I come from these streets, I come from this gang, but I'm here and I'm trying to put back into the community. I'm trying to make it better for, uh, for all of us so we could all have a better future so our kids could have a better life than we had. But you only see it as, oh, I knew that nigga when he was 10 and he's here, but I'm still here. And you have so much jealousy and hate in your heart that you got to take his life. So it was like, either way, we're screwed. So it, for me, it was like, it doesn't even matter if it was like, I don't care about no conspiracy. Like, the situation is super messed up. It's super messed up. Like, either way you look at it, it's, it's, it's like, no, it's not like, oh, I would rather the government had killed them. Or it's like, oh, I would rather this, you know, this rolling 60s nigga have killed them. It's like, nah, like, there's no, it's not a win-win situation here. Like, a man has lost his life. Kids lost their father. Lauren lost her best friend, like a brother. Like whether it's the streets or the government, it's still like it's just it's still too much. <laughs> it's still too much because we're fighting ourselves, and then we're fighting the higher power. Like when you sit down and really think about that, it's like I remember when um when Meek Mill's album came out, Championships, and everybody went crazy about that Jay Z verse. And I asked you, I was like, as a as a stand. Does it bother you that Jay-Z is like, he's not really vocal about the things that he's doing. He's only, you know, dropping these gems or he's dropping what he's doing in songs. And we only hear those like once a year. And I'm like, does that bother you? And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, maybe it's the best thing. Like, maybe it's better that, you know, he moves in silence and nobody really knows what he's doing because the higher ups are looking at you like, don't do too much. Like, you can't, you know, further your people too much. And then the streets is looking at you like, that could have been me. And I need to eliminate that. So it was like, I don't blame Jay-Z. If this is his mindset, like, I'm not really mad at it. Because if you want to make moves and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing for your people, go ahead and do it. But you don't got to be as vocal about it as long as you're making an impact and as long as you're making a change. Like, I'm not mad that you're only, say, you're only talking about it in songs that drop <laughs> once a year. Like, I'm cool with that because there's a lot of eyes out here. There's a lot of eyes out here, and it's really messed up. And, I, and we talked about it before, being scared for people like 21 Savage and Meek Mill, who, you know, disrupting the whole prison system. That's a lot of money. <laughs> like, that's a lot of money. And he's disrupting that entire thing. My only solace is that he has two white billionaires right beside him so he might be a little bit he might have a little cushion but it's it's scary out here it's it's really scary out here and i'm not i'm not all you know sold on the conspiracies like i don't care like niggas like a man is dead like he's dead and it's it's not a win-win it's whether it's the streets or the government like he's dead you you said a lot of stuff that i want to touch up on um i honestly uh didn't know how to feel about uh the conspiracy or 
whatever have you. I did share the it doesn't matter if somebody's dead. Um, for a brief minute, I let the conspiracy start to flood my mind because I'm like, oh, yeah, he was doing the thing documentary. And you uh, you mentioned we, we did say up here that um, he was doing a documentary about Dr. Sidibe and he needed mm-hmm. to be protected at all costs. Um, so my mind briefly went there and I'm like, all right, relax, because it started to get real crazy in terms of the conspiracy theories. Um, but just on the, the street aspect, maybe it's because I watched too many movies. Maybe it's because, um, I engulf myself in music and, you know, I, I listened to a whole bunch of things, but I always thought. And maybe speaking to, you know, niggas in the street, I was always under the impression that Sunday was always like a, that was, okay, this is, this is, we ain't doing nothing on a Sunday. Yeah. I, I always had that mentality and uh, that Sundays were even sacred to gangsters. Like, um, even if it wasn't a Sunday, it was uh, not with, not, no women or kids. And um, when everything came out about the actual events that took place, I'm like, fam. And the more stuff keeps coming out, the more I'm like, this nigga was in his photos. This is like, you saw that he was trying to help the neighborhood. It wasn't like he was doing it behind the back and leaving the niggas from the 60s out. Nah, he was a Yeah, it wasn't like a Kanye situation where, you know, you rep your city and then you go out, you move somewhere else and then you start making other moves. Like, the nigga was really right there. I saw a video, um, I saw a video of this guy, I think, who was cleaning the shop and I think he was uh, a neighbor for a couple years and he was cleaning the shop, he was pushing the shopping cart around and he was talking, and Nip pulled up in a Maybach, and he he rolled down the window. He was like, "Yo, what's going on?" He was like, "Yeah, and ain't nothing, man. I'm just trying to get a cut or whatever have you." And then Nip drove off, and he he pulled, he stopped the car, rolled down the window. He was like, "Matter of fact, get in the car." And, and just from like like that short little clip there, and the guy was saying how um, he, he Nip employed him and a couple other people from the neighborhood, and. There were stories that came out about this lady that said her husband was a police officer or whatever have you who worked with Nip with a whole lot of the um, gang violence. And he had to read over the reports three and four times to make sure that the right name, he was reading the right name. Um, Without me wishing malice on anybody, what I will say is that um, for Homeboy to be in solitary confinement... I don't even think that's safe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think that's safe. And I, I I can admit at one point I wanted street justice. Same. I I, I wanted street Same. justice because I'm like, this is this is not a nigga. There's no Palestine. reason. Yeah. Like y'all in the same y'all in the same clique. Like, granted, he ain't really looking like that no more. If that's your beef, like, I don't know what your beef is, but you don't got no real, real beef with this man. Like, he's not taking food from your family. If anything, he's giving you money. He's gift like, 
that's the only thing like when I when I think about black on black crime and it's like for what? And I start to think about the reasons, okay, you can't really justify anybody killing anyone, but in circumstances like, all right, I'm trying to feed my family, but and you're here taking that away from me, I can see where that would, you know, screw up a guy's head and be like, nah, I gotta eliminate that. But this man's not taking anything from your family. He's actually trying to give back to you, the nigga next to you, your grandmama, your auntie, the whole hood. Like, he's looking out for the whole hood. So there's nothing that 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 guy can say. There's nothing that anybody can tell me that can justify him pulling up on him in front of that on his own property. Like, that man owns that strip mall right in front of his store. You mentioned it. 16 years it took him. And you don't walk up to him and like, come on. And then you go, you shoot him, he, he falls down and you run back, shoot him again, kick him, like, making sure, like, really? I, I saw somebody say that even in that, like, he was in a place that he thought he deemed was safe because that he owned that stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of people's like, how come nobody had anything on? How come nobody he was with was holding and I'm and I'm thinking like they all thought there wasn't like there was You're no home. need. Yeah, like we're comfortable. We've been here. This is my hood. I grew up here. It's not like an outsider or foreigner coming in trying to move. You know what I'm saying? Like that's his hood. Grew up, born and raised. Of course he felt comfortable. And I saw his security guard, you know, he posted the Instagram post, like, you know, he felt so bad and he like he wished he could trade places with Nip, and he wished he could have been there to protect him. This, like, he felt like he didn't need security there. He's like, I'm home. I'm comfortable. This is my hood. This is my place of business. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to play our usual stuff as a pick-me-up, because like I said, this is a celebration, but I will continue to do. Um, before we go off into the next thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue this little uh, Nipsey set got going on right quick. Um, it's too proud. Don't talk to me. It's your brother. And we used to fuck, but I got fed up. We eat. All my niggas fed up. It's too proud. Shout out. I got one more nip and then we can go on something else. But I like where this is going to transition us. I love how sports and music marry. And we're going to get into the, how everything's related in a second. Yo, and Apple Music, y'all niggas got to do better. They didn't even have blue laces on this essential Nipsey Hustle playlist that they dropped Monday morning. I'm looking at these niggas like fuck them all. I um, have not been able to listen to Blue Laces since. Yeah, I listened to it and I was like, damn. Oh. Uh, Ronald actually, um, he was the one that made me look at it a different way. He goes, yeah, every time I listen to it now, I think about, like, he's telling a story about his friend being a driver. 
And I'm like, all right, see. Yeah. I already could listen to it, but um how sports and music marry. Uh shout out to Russell Westbrook. Um rocking the Crenshaw shirt to the game yep. first off. And 2020. I was I was gonna talk about the 2020 game anyway, but the significance um, of that 2020 game um, is crazy. Um, did you see his interview? I didn't. I didn't. Did Talk to us. Did you see? Um, what did you think about Jason Terry uh, being the one to interview him? Um, was that the players only? Those player, the first of all, all them niggas are horrible. But I did hear that Jason Terry was loke too, which was news to me. I thought he was like save, sanctify, Holy Ghost filled. Okay, he used, to, he used to he used to be banging. I, banging I'm make it real light. My favorite Jason Terry moment of all time is when he put his fitted over his headband when Dallas won a championship that year. <laughs> Might be my favorite meme and moment of Jason Terry. But yeah, um, Jason Terry used to be a banger, uh, gang banger. Um, the fact that he um, that he was interviewing Westbrook, who was from L.A., mm-hmm. um, for all of you guys who may be asking, well, you said the 2020, you didn't get into it. Um, he did it for the 60s, which is where Nipsey is from. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, you guys, the ones that are slow at math in the back, 20 points, 20 rebounds, 21 assists. <laughs> <laughs> gives you the 60. And that's why he was saying he was doing it for Nipsey was because it was, um, it was a shout out to where Nipsey's from. And uh, there was a puff posted video where Nipsey was saying, like, if people are from L.A., he tells them, I'm from the 60s. Mm-hmm. But if you're outside of L.A., he'll just be like, yeah, I'm from mm-hmm. I'm from the West Coast, so I'm from Cali. Mm-hmm. Um, but shout out to Russell. He's slowly gaining more and more and more of my respect. Um, I've always liked Russell. I always thought he was a basket case uh, who had a little Yeah, basket. he's crazy. He's crazy as hell. But, like, I always love his energy because you can't – every night, no matter who they're playing, he always gives energy. He will shoot 30 shots and probably make 10, but, like, he's trying. And I've just always respected that about his game. Like, he always, always gives his all. Yeah, he. Uh, this would be the third straight year that he's averaging triple double, and it's been quiet. I, people aren't really talking about that because they're talking about Harden shooting, getting sixty points on thirty percent shooting. Hate um, his game, fam. Kill. <laughs> it's crazy to believe that. That uh, Scott Brooks team had three MVPs, and only one of them is still playing on that team. Yeah. 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 I saw what was that nigga's yeah. name? Sam Presti? No, that was Brooks. Scott Brooks. Nah, the, the GM. Oh, yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, he he let them niggas split, and I... Harden was the first one because he let Harden go first. Yeah, trying to keep uh, Ibaka. <laughs> <laughs> he let go harder for Ibaka. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and, st- and still, and still lost. Um. Abaka. Abaka, yep. Yep. Not a loser. <laughs> if they if they stay together, um, do you think because they they lose to Miami, do you think the next year they come back and the they win the three of them, or does it take a couple years? The next year. Well, no. But then one of them get injured? <clears throat> I think either Russell or Kevin got injured that next year. And then it was like, it was downhill from there. Then James ended up leaving. Then it was a mess. But I think if, it, if they would have stayed healthy, um, I would have given them two years after that Miami loss. But... Um, the only reason why I say the next year is because um, if you just flash back to Golden State's uh, first chip, nigga, the Thunder were right there with um, seven games with uh, Westbrook and Durant. Yeah. Yeah, they, but they that were. wasn't the next year. That was what twenty. I, I, I know. I was just. I was saying that the saying the parallel. Like I only. Yeah, that's what I'm next- saying. Like I would have given them two years from that. What was that Miami? That was what twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. I want to say. Yeah, I would have given them like two years. They'd have been right there. They'd have been there. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm slowly becoming a, a, a Westbrook supporter. And it's the same way that uh, <clears throat> I'm not a Kobe fan, but I respect the hell out of Bean um, for, <laughs> because his game. Um, I was one of those people that, oh, I, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. And then after the 81-point game, which I thought was a typo on the screen... <laughs> Like, I legit thought the little ticket was, I'm like, nah, somebody had to mess that up. And then when they showed it basket by basket, I'm like, oh, okay. But um, his game made me respect him. Same for Russ. Russ's game um, is making me uh, respect him more and more. Because like you said, no matter who they playing, who they, they can be, be the number one seed. They can be somebody not in playoff contention. He brings the same energy. It, it don't matter. <laughs> you bring the same energy. Um, but shout out to Russ for that. 2020 uh, 20. Um, Product of UCLA, but them niggas haven't been that decent in basketball in a, a little bit. Well, all since Lonzo. But uh, is your bracket crap? Or I, I know up here you said. I didn't, do the, I didn't do the bracket. I thought I told you that. Well, you you said what Michigan State, even though you didn't do the bracket. Yeah, I didn't fill out a bracket, but I did predict Michigan State. Right? I'm in you good. Did. I'm in good shape. Uh, 
Half of my bracket was done after the UNC <laughs> got got bounced. <laughs> and the remainder I crumpled up after Duke got bounced. <laughs> but I'm like Duke was playing too many games, too many close calls. Yeah, it was too games. many close calls. But I, t- I told you, we can't make free throws and we can't shoot the threes. That's going to catch up to you. The further you go in the tournament, eventually it's going to bite your ass. And that's exactly what happened. Niggas didn't hit their free throws. So, you know, you know whatever. Did you see um, they said that there was going to be a crazy marketing bid for Zion between the shoe companies? I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. If you're Zion, who do you... Uh, Puma, Adidas, Under Armour, Nike, come up to you. Reebok, what is shoe deal? Who are you looking at? Who are you Definitely telling? Definitely not going with Reebok. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely not going with Puma. Um... It would be between... It, it's tough because Steph changed the game for Under Armour. Um, nigga, ain't nobody wearing no dog on. I don't know a nigga wearing Steph's Under Armour. Ain't nobody wearing Under Armour's like niggas that. Niggas is wearing them. Um, AAU. They are. The kids are wearing them. <laughs> uh, see, Nike is oversaturated to me. Because they have LeBron, they have KD, they have Paul George, Kyrie. Um, I think Giannis is there too. Like they have a lot of heavy hitters, like top of the, you know, top notch NBA guys over there. So if you're concerned about, you know, probably getting lost in the sauce, you know, with a signature shoe. I don't know. But to me, Adidas doesn't really have good signature shoe rollouts. Like, I don't know what James, like, I don't know what his shoe is doing. I can't even tell you what his shoe looks like. Um, Dame Dalla, I think, is with Adidas. Don't even know if he has a signature shoe. Um, Don't disrespect Derrick Rose, man. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think getting paid just to be on a roster with Adidas. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I would, it would either be Nike or Under Armour. That's a damn shame. It would be Nike or Under Armour. Um, I'm, throw, I'm, I'm about to say I'm gonna throw a wrench in here, but before I answer, but what if you got Jordan uh, banging at your door now too? Is one of those people giving you uh, a deal? He don't have good signature rollouts either. So what happened to Melo? Russ, like Russ is a superstar. Nobody's buying that shoe. <laughs> Nobody, and they're ugly. Like his sneakers are really like legit ugly. 
So no, I'm not going with with Jumpman. I'm not going with Reebok or Puma. I'm not going with New Balance. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it would be Under Armour or Nike. The fact that Under Armour is in this conversation right now is mind-blowing to me. Crazy. Absolutely mind-blowing to me. Um, People may say it's because I'm a fan, but Mellow Shoes, um, for a while, were better than LeBron's. It's just because LeBron was the biggest star. No. Yes. No. Yes, yes, yes. No. No. Pull them up. Pull them up. The Mellow Twos right now is smacking in LeBron's before the Nines. Nope. Mellow Twos? Pull up. <laughs> nah. Man. The mellow well, two came out. Uh, hold oh, on. We don't we don't fact check, but I'm gonna I'm gonna we don't look. fact check. But June 9th, two thousand. Uh, uh, when was the release date? Oh, this is the re-release. Two thousand four. It came out two thousand four. The Mellow Tunes came out two thousand four. Hold on, let me because this is. Yeah, look it up. Look at I saw. I saw Mallows. Those aren't bad. They kind of look like the um the Jordans. What number? Can't remember. They look just like the the actual Jordan twos. The twos. Um, nah. You wild. <laughs> Have you seen LeBron sneakers before, like the eight or nines? All right, which ones are we talking about? The twos? We putting his twos against Mellow's twos? I- I'm standing by my statement that Mellow had better shoes than LeBron before the LeBron eight and nines came out. Then that's when Mellow shoes started to look like, what are those? But Mellow's first sneakers were better than LeBron's first sneakers. No, absolutely not. LeBron ones, no. No, 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 no. You said the LeBron ones? Yes, his very first shoe. All right, all right, all right. I, I really wish we had uh, visual representation today so we can show people. Pick, matter of fact, that's what I'm going to do when we post this, is post pictures of both those sneakers because there's no way in the world you're telling me the LeBron I'm giving you the eight and nines, and you're going to throw the ones in my face? Don't disrespect me. Nigga. 
son. Bruh. No. 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 You're bugging. The first LeBron shoe? The first LeBrons were trash. Nigga, no, they were not. Yeah, but the sevens? The nines? I I said the nines. The sevens? The ones? You the nines. First off, I'm giving you, I'm giving you the nines. I said before the eight and nines. The ones are better. I'm sorry. His ones are better than than Mellow's Mellow's twos. I don't know where all this mellow disrespect is coming from on your side, but there's no way in the world. My guy. No way in the world are you telling me LeBron's ones. LeBron's ones are better than Melo's. All right, I see LeBron's twos. Those are trash. (laughs) (laughs) You want to put the twos up against each other, Melo goes home with the ones. Definitely not against the ones, though. Them LeBron ones is trash. The only ones that I'm giving as a definitive, like I said, eight and nine, that's when the differentiation, I don't know who they hired to start designing LeBron's shoe, but eight and nine is when it took the right turn. Sevens. Let me see. Ron. Sevens. I actually have the nines. Sevens are legit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Le- LeBron's. Yeah. Do you own a pair of LeBron's? Nah. Never. Have you brought a pair of LeBron's? No. Oh, okay. So you're having this conversation for a product you don't even endorse. Okay. You have the Mellow 2s? I had them. No, you didn't. I probably should have On everything I love. And I wanted, the all flat, all, I wanted the all black 1.5s. Fours of trash. Fives are trash. Six is LeBron's, a, LeBron's, six, six the LeBron fours are disgusting. Seven, eight, those are all legit. All right, stuff like six. How many sneakers Melo had? Uh, there's thirteen out. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, he he got affected by mm-hmm. that oversaturation. Because that's when Chris Paul had his own joints. Then I think Wade had his own joints. Um, Wade was on Team Jordan for a minute. Yeah, he was Converse, and then he went to Leaning Leaning. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. One last dance, baby. Are you going to the Brooklyn farewell? No, I am not. 
I am not. I am not. I am not. There are no mellow nothings. The only thing that come up is mellow twos. Every other no. number is some Jordans, some retro Jordans. Mellow has no, he doesn't. 13. Sneakers. Were they released to the public? Yes, they were. I remember specifically one of the next ones. Um, if I can, I'll send you the image. But one of the next ones oh. had like the M stitched. Oh, nigga, I'm gonna send you the dog on. I'll spam it. But yeah. Anyway, uh, are you a peasant? Did you get your uh, end game ticket for any day outside of Thursday? Um, Saturday, I think we're going. Saturday? You gotta wait till Saturday. Four kids! (laughs) I can't just go to a midnight show for three hours. (laughs) A different day out here. Them niggas niggas can sleep. Them niggas can sleep. They wouldn't even know you were going. Right. Did y'all run into a. Not being able to like waiting in line and all that other stuff. What do you mean to purchase the ticket? Yeah, I saw a lot of people like posting. Uh, you know, like they do sneakers now where you gotta wait in line before you can oh. cart them. Nah, you just do it on the app. Yeah, that's what I did, but apparently, a lot of people didn't have that uh, same really? story. How stupid, fam. How stupid. <laughs> Fam, the, the first hour the t- tickets were released, they tripled the numbers that Infinity War did. The first hour. They're going to do like $2 billion. <laughs> I'm here for all three hours and two minutes of this movie. Yeah, I went I went to pick up the boys this afternoon and I came back and Andrew was in here watching Infinity War and he was halfway through it and I sat there and I was mesmerized. Like, dude, this is a really good movie. This is a really good movie. I'm very excited about Endgame. Tiffany makes fun of me because I walk around the house and randomly just be like, hear me and rejoice, the great <laughs> titan. <laughs> It's it's a good movie. She don't like it. She don't like it. I don't. I think I've burned it out so much that she now doesn't like it. But we went to see it, and I I legit have watched that movie. I I, let's just say I got my shit. Huh? Did you see Captain Marvel? You did. I did, but I only saw it for the end game because otherwise. Did you need to see the entire movie? From my understanding, you didn't need to see the entire movie. Only the end, that end credit scene really mattered. Yes. To end game. But, yes. Yes. That, that is true. What, that end credit scene, because I'm not going to see Captain Marvel. I can't, I can't, uh... No, niggas, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel yeah, yet... Been and, like two months. The end credit scene, uh... Who is it? Um... Uh, wow, Scarlett Johansson and um Chris Evans, Captain America and Black Widow were um playing with the pager, and they keep saying, "Well, we don't even know if something um 
if it's even reaching anybody. And then you see Captain Marvel come come out and she's like pissed. She's like, where's Nick Fury? Because at the end of Captain Marvel, she gives him a page and says, you're the only one that can page me. So when she shows up at the end of the movie for the end credits, she shows up and it's them niggas. She's like, where's Nick Fury? He faded away, didn't he? In Infinity War at the end, the end credit. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I heard the trailer super powerful. Yeah, I was I was gonna say uh, the trailers keep making me believe um, Thanos gonna have a long night because Thor and um, were you one of the people in Infinity War when Thor came down in Wakanda? You were cheering. Yeah, I was like, here we go, put an end to this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, two hours and 40 minutes. Let's go. Like, let's get this nigga out of here. And there he comes. Hear me and rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's, a, there's a video of, I guess it was a bar playing a movie. And it's on silent, but you can just see the reaction. And when Thor lands in Wakanda, the whole bar just erupts. <laughs> Napkins thrown in the air, like people high fiving. <laughs> that was the energy I was on when I watched it because I was like, because it, it starts out like, oh, nah, these niggas is real. Like, he's, they start the movie with him putting the beats on Hulk. And it just takes you on a freaking roller coaster in that time. But yes, three hours, two minutes, no drinks will be consumed. Yeah. We're going to the dining theater in Jersey to see it. I saw Mel post uh, that he got the tickets like a fanboy in Jersey. And then I was like, is that, I asked him if it was the same theater we go to in Jersey. And he he politely told me no and not so polite words. But <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> we we go to the one in Essex though, and I might have to uh, go back to that. And matter of fact, speaking of because. Everything was happening with the uh, the day the tickets were released. We couldn't get the dining theater tickets. So when I told T- Tiffany to move there, we was going. She was like, "Why would you take me there?" I'm like, "Nigga, come on, <laughs> sit your booze yourself down. We gonna go dining theater too, but we gotta get the we gotta go where we can go for the first day. Gotta go on Thursday, six o'clock. There you go." It's going to be a fun weekend. I have not. Did you rewatch Game of Thrones to lead up? Oh, did I? The entire series for the past three weeks. (laughs) Season one, episode one. Yep. All the way up. Mad stuff I forgot. Mad stuff I apparently missed. I'm like, okay. Cool. I went back. I went back for that same reason because I'm like the first time I watched it, um, I was just trying to get through it. And then when I got involved in the yeah. story, like there were some parts yeah. I was walking away from, but yeah. Like it's so much dialogue and there's so many characters. 
it's very easy to miss, you know, like subtle little things and phrases and alliances and backstabbings. Like it's very easy. <laughs> There's a lot going on, and it's a whole hour and ten minutes. Some some of those episodes. So yeah, you gotta always go back. Even last season, I would like watch it Sunday night, and then I would watch it again the next day, like just to make sure I didn't, you know, miss anything. I but yeah, love- I finished it today again. I love the people that didn't watch it the first time that are watching it now and are trying to stay away from spoilers. I'm like, nigga, if you don't get out of here, that thing's been <laughs> on for seven seasons. Spoilers. <laughs> like six years. Six like, years spoiler. <laughs> Your sister went to the premiere, right? I was just getting ready to say. I, was it I still have to you've been open for for the past two years? You can speak to her about it? Oh, my God. I didn't know. She told me on Sunday that she was going to the premiere. And I asked her if she had an extra ticket. And she said, <laughs> oh, nah, I only got one. So my response was, so you're not going, right? You're giving, <laughs> so, so you're giving me that ticket, right? But nah, she... Uh, I haven't spoken to her since because... I'm sure it was phenomenal. She said she wanted to come up here and talk about us when we had that discussion, but I haven't seen it yet. I saw it uh, Saturday? Friday? Right. Saturday. Well, next week, I'll, I'll have her come up here and we can do a us discussion because I'll probably Cody it and keep it moving. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for the episode. Did you admit to crime? No, I I didn't say anything about crime. I said Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prove that in court of law. I said Cody. <laughs> Hope you have like one of those vanished IPN thingies. <laughs> Don't even know what you're referencing. <laughs> okay. Don't even, don't even know what you're referencing. <laughs> I don't know what uh, you do with your devices, but moving right my, stuff, my stuff is paid for. All right, right on. Right on. So, so you're going to tell me how are those uh, username and passwords working for you? Yeah, nigga. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've yet to yet to do anything. Yeah. Must be nice. I'm I'm paying. I pay for the services I use. Nice cover. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you do. You 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 can you continue. <laughs> <laughs> hope it brings you much joy. You you continue. Well, it's keeping me free, if nothing else. Ain't nothing gonna keep you free. That is, uh, that is a black a black person <laughs> in this America. No a man, woman at that. <laughs> yeah, they, because they coming after you. You you on a list? Yeah, apparently. You on a list? Um. 
I was standing behind somebody the other day in uh, Subway. Right. And I wanted Subway, to. Nigga. nigga, I went to Subway for because uh, they have the Carvel combo. So I was going for a Sunday, but it just so happened to be in Subway. Anyway, this lady was talking, and um, I'm trying to think of the nature of the conversation before she got to the point that I'm trying to make. Um, I think she might have asked what the price was for something. Clearly, the prices are listed everywhere. And she goes, oh, pardon me, uh, I haven't, um, it's been a long day. And I'm like, it's time to retire that excuse. When you, when, you, when you say stupid stuff, it's time to retire that it's been a long day or I haven't taken my meds or whatever, whatever people use <laughs> when, when you sound stupid. It's time to retire those. So what time of the day was it? <laughs> Six o'clock, nigga. Like... <laughs> uh... I, I, I get it. I mean, people... <laughs> People, they say pregnancy brain is a real thing. When you, your short-term memory may escape you. It's real. But I'd rather you say that. Yeah, pregnancy brain. I, all right, cool. Don't, it's a long day, me. What if I'm tired? I'll even take I'm tired. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, I was sitting behind a lady like, ma'am. <laughs> you don't have to let <laughs> play it off, laugh and be like, uh, I could have just looked, blah 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 blah, and keep it right. going. You right. hadn't do anything about some it's a long day. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. This thing been making sandwiches since nine o'clock this morning. Don't talk to him about long day. <laughs> don't talk to him about long day. You don't care. But That's I'm like I was standing behind. Her, I'm like, yeah, it's it's a wrap for uh, niggas using that as an excuse, as a crutch for their stupidity. Yeah. Did yeah. you um? Did you see Kevin Hart's new stand up? I'll be watching it tomorrow night. Please don't say anything. Thank you. I'm watching it tomorrow I, night. I, I I couldn't tell you because I fell okay, asleep. Okay, good. So. That's it. That's fine. That's it. That's it. We don't need to get into it. I fell asleep. I can't. Couldn't get into it if I wanted to. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. You need to go to a comedy show live. I'm sitting thinking about uh, the DL comedy show. And yeah, you need to go to one live. It's a great experience. There was I don't know who the nigga was that went on before DL, but that nigga was the perfect like I think it was four comedians. Um, the the one uh, the one the lady she started off funny and then she tanked like the opener he was he only had like five minutes but the nigga before DL that nigga was funny. He had a he had a crazy accent, so no, no, it was like a, a southern. What's his name, nigga? Uh, uh I don't remember. I think I don't know if it was Mo Bias or something like that. I don't remember. I just know the nigga was funny. 
Uh, it might have been Mobius. I think. Whatever. Don't put me on the spot asking the nigga's name. Let me tell you the nigga was funny. Um, I don't remember his name. Him and DL. Uh, believe it or not, uh, DMX was actually... He walked in... I looked at DMX and I said, this nigga gonna be one of those... I'm never changing with the times. I'm going to wear my Tims no he matter where I am. <laughs> Yo, it, it was like DMX. <laughs> I, I looked at I look walking. I'm like, oh, shoot, that's DMX. And then, like, you can tell. Like, it's not like black T-shirt, big, big-ass black T-shirt, black jeans, Tims, and O'Shane's that he used to wear. <laughs> I was like, all right, well. Shout out to DMX. But I found myself looking back at DMX to see if he was laughing because I think he just looks serious all the time. Like, was yeah. he? Yeah, he was. I was like, DMX at a comedy show? This should be interesting. Like, I think he can stand with the meat mug all day. He did laugh, though. <laughs> he did laugh. Um, I'm not going to say you had no choice but to, but a lot of people don't like DL's comedy because they they say he's too political. Ah, uh, Dio is funny. That nigga is hilarious. He, yeah, he's funny. His one joke, I know he said before, but it makes me laugh every single time. We were talking about his father having um, Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And he said, his sister said, hey, you gonna come see daddy? And he goes, what time he go to sleep? She was like, oh, he just went to sleep. He goes, well, tell that nigga I was, I was over the house already and tell him I'll be back the same time, <laughs> same time tomorrow. <laughs> What's my time? His political comedy is funny, though. But I thought D.L. was funny in Kings of Comedy. A lot of people said they could do yeah. that. Him. Nah. Yeah. They could have done without said. Diaz was funny. Whoa. I mean, says was funny too. But if you had to like, if you're asking me, you need to get rid of one of them. Like it would have been said. I don't talk about it. Uh, it's so disrespectful to said the antenna. I felt like Steve's was the one that you could. Oh no way. <laughs> Steve Steve Jim was only funny because he was making fun of the the the, the um the 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 yeah <laughs> that's the only memorable part of Steve's not nah, the the right. church story the the mother that be singing uh, yeah, church songs and, like church songs nah I was she be singing something and then, like she get up to testify and then she start singing a song and then it turned into like. Gilligan's Island, you know, theme songs and all that other kind of stuff. That part was funny. Like, he carried the show. How could you get rid of Steve? Because he was a host. Anybody could have hosted. No, not anybody could have hosted. Like, he was coming behind heat. And you had to keep it up. Like, you had to keep it interesting. You had to keep it funny. All right. So, here's this thing. I want you to in the kings of comedy realm. Four comedians, one has to host, one has to close, and you need two in the middle. But here are your comedians. Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Chris Rock, 
Dave Chappelle. One has to host, one has to close, two of them have to be in the middle. Chris Rock would host. Um, I'm not really familiar with Eddie Murphy's stand-up. So I would just say stick him in the middle. Um, <laughs> I would. That's just you know. I don't know. Um, Delirious. Don't watch Kevin Hart's thing tomorrow. Watch Eddie Murphy Delirious or Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah, <laughs> stand up for tomorrow. Where can I find this? Both of them are on Netflix. Are you sure? Well, I know Delirious was on there a couple um, months ago, and they don't change stuff out that frequently. I mean, unless you're Disney and you're buying sh- stuff up and, you know, pulling content, um, then, yeah, stuff will disappear. Yeah, Delirious is on Netflix. And 83. Like, Nigga. All right. Eddie's in the middle. Keep going, because you about to have me cuss. Eddie's in the middle. Okay. So, Eddie would be your closer? I don't know. Like, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie and Martin in the middle. I don't know. I don't know. So, right now, your show... Rock's hosting, Eddie and Martin in the middle, and then Chappelle, who would be the fourth comedian, he's the one that's closing. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that order. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that order. Some would say they would put Eddie last uh, just because, but I'm going to go with Martin hosting. I'll put Chris Rock on after Martin to keep the energy. Um, I'll let Chappelle lead into Eddie. Mm. I'm going to watch this in the morning. Fam. Um, if uh, Valley are in the parrot stage where they repeat everything, you might, you might want to wait or put AirPods on. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving you a fair warning. You might want to put uh, air. If you, when you listen to that, we can have a discussion about it. If you do, if you do listen to it, we can have a discussion next week. But the jokes he was getting away with in '83. Yeah, I was just gonna ask you if it's a bunch of like faggot stuff in there. Is what? <laughs> Yo, faggots was such, sorry, there was such easy targets for comedians <laughs> 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Like, <laughs> don't say that, don't say it now. But yeah, that's funny. <laughs> we're, we're never getting sponsors. I mean, never sponsors. we'll make it someday. <laughs> but yeah, the, the jokes that nigga was getting off on uh, an 83, yeah. Next week we're gonna we're gonna reconvene 
and talk about it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it in the morning. You have a show before we get out of here. Um, Kelly on my block that just dropped season two of that just dropped and Black Lena the shy returns Sunday on Showtime. Um, oh my god, came back. Come on, come on. You say hello. Hi, Callie. Say hello. You laughing? Hi. She ain't funny. Do you want to say hello or no? Yeah. Get your shot self on. Get say hello then. What's that, Kyrie? He's hiding now. Yes. What up, Kyrie? So on on my block. My block, yes. Season two just dropped, I believe, last week. And um so that's on Netflix. I just started that On my block. Um my show. My show is the fix. My show is the fix. Uh, it's about a DA agent who um, loses his case about a high Yes, Marsha. Yes. We watched the first episode of that. I forgot about that show, actually. Go back to it. The Fix. It's a really good show. Uh, I believe that's all I have. <laughs> you, you don't have to get that close to it. They can hear you. Just, just, just talk. <laughs> all right. Lakers That's all play I tonight. Have. Do the Lakers play tonight? Yeah. Who yeah. they play? The Warriors. They don't. Play, they don't play the Warriors. <laughs> oh man, Kyrie. <laughs> That nigga asked for the Lakers and the Didn't Rockets. They, the Rockets here tonight? No. I told him the other, I told him the other day, Lakers ain't playing no more. They, they finished. <laughs> Season done. Lakers. Come back October. Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers here tonight? No. All right. All right. It was cute the first time. All right. Okay. My All right. He's okay. Okay. I do think it's funny. He goes to these classes um, where they, like, I want to call them activity classes. They're not, it's not necessarily school, but they do a whole bunch of cool activities, and they were Stop. playing basketball. And because of your brother, Ronald, he dunked one of the balls. He's going to start screaming, ah, holding on <laughs> to the rim thing. That's how you do it. I busted out laughing because everybody was like, yeah, he was really excited. And I'm like, you don't understand where that came from, but okay. Daddy. Yeah. So that's uh, get your excuses ready for Monday. Um, oh, hold on. We didn't do this. Um, birthday's passed already, but shout out to the twins. Oh, okay. 
Nigga, oh. Shout out to the twins. They <laughs> You're like a week and a half, <laughs> a week and a half removed. You we were not here. Last... So I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm going to do it last week. I appreciate it. Yeah, Yes. Yeah. Get your excuses ready for Monday. We are, um, that's all I, I have. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Shout out to the one Spotify listener. Thank you. We appreciate it. We are out. Next time. Uh-huh. Yes, sir.